coming up in episode number 72 of the Travel Podcast, we take a look at our predictions for the year ahead in the world of travel. We think 2022 is going to be one of the biggest ever years in travel, which could be a problem for you, as there's going to be so many great ideas for travel. So stay tuned for another exciting episode of the Travel Podcast. You're listening to the Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast, today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Everyone, welcome to another edition of the Travel Podcast, where we aim to inspire you with some of the best ideas for holiday destinations in the world. Today, I'm joined by Dave and Lauren. Hi, guys. Hi, Steve. Hi. Now, this could be the last podcast from 2021 you're listening to, or possibly the first travel podcast of 2022 when you're listening to it. So today, we're going to be talking about what we think is going to be on trend or what we think is going to be happening in the world of travel in 2022. Now, we spent a couple of minutes before coming on air talking about this. This could be a very long podcast because we think there's going to be a lot happening. So um, we've got no order to this other than lots of great things we think you're going to be seeing in 2022 based on what we're seeing happening right now in the world of travel and what we know is coming up. So Dave... Hmm. Where should we start? What do you think is going to be on trend for 2022? I'm going to start with two words, Steve. Bucket list. Yes, bucket list. And also what they call these days milestone holidays. It's those trips, those holidays that people have always talked about, but now they want to get around to actually do it. I think what I'm seeing is a life's too short not to do it. So we're talking about things like Mauritius, Maldives, Caribbean, round the world cruises, um, all those. And also when people, when they are going away, they're, they're upgrading. Yeah. I think somebody said it's the year of the holiday upgrade. So when they are going, they're upgrading their flights and their rooms. Um, so that's one big trend I'm seeing at the moment, Steve. So is that because people have had more time to think about it, got a little bit more money in the bank because maybe they've not been on holiday for a little while. So they're thinking, blow it, I was careful with my words there, blow it, we will um, spend a bit more and do those things we've been putting off. I think it's a bit of both, Steve. I think you're right because, you know, we know that people probably haven't, or definitely, of the last year or two, haven't had the holiday that they really wanted. And they've compromised. So somebody, they were probably still at a holiday, but it may have been the UK or it may have been Europe or maybe they haven't been at all. So it's a combination of maybe being stuck in the house, maybe, you know, working at home, but also, if they haven't travelled, then you're right, they've got a bit more disposable cash to spend, Steve. So, uh, yes, we're seeing a lot of that. I reckon there's also those people who are thinking, life's too short. I'm not yeah. going to put it off. I'm going to do it now. And we've all come to that realisation yeah. um, over the last 18 months that yeah. let's not wait. So, yeah. Mark, what's on your bucket list? Quite a few destinations, actually. I've had a lot of time to sit and think about where I want to go. I think one of the top ones is actually Africa for me. I really want to go do a safari kind of one, which ties in with Dave's bucket list holidays that people are looking into. And I think as well, people are going to want a holiday where you can go sightsee, explore the culture, but then have that relaxation as well. So for me, Africa is definitely on one of the lists, and I've seen it is becoming quite popular at the moment, which is nice to see. 
Nice. I've never done a safari. Dave, what's on your bucket list? Uh, bucket list. Well, I have been before, Steve, but I am going to go back to Australia in 2023. I know it's a destination we're going to talk about, but it's uh, it's a bucket list for a special birthday, Steve. We won't talk numbers today, but it will be a special birthday. Your 35th, is it? Absolutely right, Steve. Yeah, 35. Um, yeah, I've been... <laughs> I've had a hard, I've had a long paper round, Steve. It's a good job this is an audio podcast. People can't see Lauren laughing at that point. <laughs> and, they, and they can't see me that I'm obviously not 35. <laughs> Very good. So bucket list milestone holidays, that's definitely going to be trending for next year. Lauren, what else do you think is going to be trending? I think solo travel is going to be big trending. And, and you and Dave said it kind of best when you said life's too short. I think people now aren't going to wait around for their friends or family to go to destinations. And so I think people getting up and going out and exploring by themselves is going to be kind of a big thing now for sure. Do you think people have to be brave to do that sort of thing or is it getting easier? I think it's getting easier. We're seeing a lot of operators now doing kind of solo tours purposely. So you'll go and meet other like-minded people, kind of be in a group like that. So you've got that safety around you, um, but you're still getting off to explore by yourself. I think I think also, you know, people travel on their own for many different reasons, you know, and um, and it's, you know, it's been popular for a long time. But I think Lauren's right. You know, you know, next year, maybe people that wouldn't have gone away on their own have now got a bit of extra courage. And yeah, life is too short. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great thing to do. It's a long time since I traveled on my own, Steve, but it's a lovely thought. Well, I've done a fair bit of traveling for work over the last couple mm. of on my own i know it's for work but it's actually been so easy because the airports are a little bit quieter destinations are a little bit quieter it's been really nice yeah definitely yeah i think people will use them as workations as well kind of working from home but working from anywhere in the world so that ties in with the solo travel did you just make that word up <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> Workation. Uh, yeah. Lauren's right. There's a real trend of people that are going away for maybe a year and they're moving their office um, because, you know, the working from home thing, they've stretched it a little bit. But I think I've seen people go and work in Barbados on a workation because if you've got Internet and a laptop, then pretty much you can work anywhere. So workation is definitely a word. Yeah, you can pretty much hide it as well, because you can just have a yeah. blank wall behind you and nobody knows, do they? Yeah, I could be in Mauritius right now, Steve. You could be. Yeah, I'm not, but <laughs> I actually read an article about someone who um, but went on holiday to Mexico. So they did a long haul destination for 10 days. So they had seven days of annual leave and used the three days and they worked from their balcony from it, which I thought mm. was quite genius. Don't go getting ideas, guys. <laughs> So uh, one of the things I reckon we're going to see a lot more of, and we've already seen this in 2021, but cruising. Cruise became so popular, certainly out of the UK, with the uh, seacations the staying sort of around the, uh, the coastal waters of the UK in 2021. So many people um, decided to give it a try for the first time. Therefore, this year, I think we're going to see loads and loads more people trying it. I think we will see vacations happening certainly from the uk which will be great because they're a lot of fun but i think people are going to go exploring uh, from the comfort of a nice mm. luxurious maybe all-inclusive cruise ship what do you guys reckon wow i have first-hand experience steve as you know um it was going back to the word i used earlier which was compromise and so this year you know i was supposed to be in somewhere else let's be honest i was supposed to be in dubai it didn't happen so I went on a seacation. I'd never cruised even in my life. 
apart from the, the Isle of Wight ferry, but I've never cruised. Um, and we did four days. It just went over to the French coast and it was Southampton to Southampton. And what it, I mean, it's fantastic. It was luxurious, it, things for the kids, there's entertainment, everything. But what it does now is now whetted my appetite for going a bit further afield as well as Mrs. Pope as well. So 50% apparently of people that went on a seacation were first time cruisers last year, Steve. So I think they're, you know, combine that with the regular cruises that maybe didn't get the one or two cruises a year they normally do, then that shows, I think there'll be a huge amount of demand for cruise this year, next year. Sore subject for you, Lauren, because didn't you miss out on a cruise this year? I did. I did miss out on my cruise, but I've rebooked it. It was, I was meant to go into the Norwegian fjords, um, but I have rebooked it. So it is happening. Very nice. I did my first cruise this year on Azamara. Lovely little, I say little, little luxury cruise ship. There's only about 200 of us on board. Mm. Um, absolutely amazing. Around the Greek islands, could not um, speak highly enough of it. Wow amazing food amazing destinations and so so safe because everybody on board uh, had been you know, been sort of um, to have had the uh, double vaccinated and tested before you went on and everything so uh, arguably one of the safest ways of traveling i'd say mm. talking about norwegian fjords and it's one of the most popular cruise searches at the moment because quite topical on tv at the moment as well steve and the time of year being sort of christmas time so Norwegian fjords is a very, very popular trend for, for next year uh, for cruising. Looks amazing. Good stuff. And you were saying earlier, Dave, that um, there was a round-the-world cruise that went on sale, wasn't there? Ah. Yeah, absolutely right. And this, this links into our bucket list and sort of milestone holidays. And there was a round-the-world cruise that came that was published a, a while ago, a few months ago, for 2023, sold out in one day. Yeah, one day. So, um, and that's just one of many different round the world cruises with all the different brands that we have sold out in one day. Brilliant. So, so far we've had bucket list, we've had solo travel, we've had uh, cruise. What else do you think uh, think is going to be trending, Dave? I have a new one, Steve. Oh God, this is a new one. It's called disconnection holidays. Yes. Is that another made-up word for today? I've j I have actually just made that word up today, but it's um. To use another word, Zoomless holidays. So it's people, I think, that have had a lot or too much of um, Zooms, of emails, of working at home. They want to go away and get away from it. They want to get away from, you know, I know this is your worst thing, Steve, but being <laughs> away from wireless, um, but, but bringing in some activity to that as well. So cycling, cycling walking, um, yoga retreats, going to learn to cook um so it's you know thing people want to go away and have experiential travel so uh disconnection holidays or zoomless holidays there you go it's a new word that, that fills me with dread i don't know about you lauren you probably no. happy to get away from your computer <laughs> but I think you need to disconnect every now and then. There's a few hotels that I've seen that do, like you don't have TVs in your room, like the mm. Wi-Fi is really limited and stuff like that. I think it's good every now and then to kind of disconnect from yeah. the world. I think I'd struggle with with my two kids if I didn't have a TV in the room away. I'm okay with it, but uh, but Lauren, could you leave your phone at home, do you think? Yeah, easily. Yeah. Cool. Well, of course you wouldn't want to because you want to download your podcast and listen to those while you're on your disconnected. <laughs> of course. What else, Lauren? Um, so there are big events happening next year that I think are going to see those destinations become popular. We've obviously got the World Cup happening over in Qatar. So I think that's going to be big. 
um, and also Beijing for the Winter 2022 Olympics. Obviously, both of those kind of events have big followings. And so I think we're going to see them kind of top the trends for next year, for sure. Because we definitely saw that with huge interest in Japan, didn't we? Um, last year, was it? Or yes, in Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So uh, that does definitely trend with rugby as well. People follow these sporting events around the world. So that'll be interesting to watch. Mm. It's funny, we also, we've also you know, we've seen people already booking Grand Prix for next season on the back of the season just finishing. You know, that's obviously stirred some sort of desire with, with, with customers for, for booking Grand Prix for the next time. Brilliant. So I also reckon we're going to see two sort of camps, if you like, um, this year coming up uh, in terms of people booking holidays. I reckon we'll see those people booking really early and those people booking really late um, because there's obviously some people are a little bit uncertain on things, but there are so many great deals right now. So people are going to be booking those, but also in travel, you've never traditionally been able to book that far in advance, but today you can literally book for 2024 and people mm. are back in those bargains. So I think they're going to see, we'll see a big trend in people booking way ahead, get it booked nice and early, secure it, get their plans in place, and then they'll wait for the last minute mm. to book maybe some of this year. So you're going to see two camps. All those people are just a little bit uncertain and we'll leave it to the last minute. Um, so I reckon you'll see two ends of the scale and maybe not so much in the middle. It's sort of reversed in a way, I guess, where people would normally book sequentially their next holiday and then their next holiday. And they're doing it the other way around, like you say. So let's get something booked in for 2003 or four and take advantage of this, the great offers and deals that are around. Uh, then we'll come back to, say, the summer and, hey, I might have an impulse booking uh, and go next week, depending on what's happening, you know? So I think it's sort of two or three different types of customers now. And I reckon you'll have to do it that way potentially because yeah. where you, people are booking so far in advance where they've, mm. you know, that's, that's a new trend. Yeah. Um, actually, we're going to see less availability. Mm. So because this stuff's been booked up in advance, a lot of the, the beds, the hotels, the seats yeah. on the planes have already been taken yeah. because people have booked so far in advance. Yeah. When you come to this summer, let's say, you're not going to necessarily have the choice that you potentially would have had in previous years. So you're going to actually, not quite lucky dip, but you're not going to have the same choice. So you might end up going to destinations you probably hadn't planned on. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen suppliers, again, uh, airline suppliers promoting earlier than they might normally do. You know, it might have been post Christmas, but we're seeing it a bit earlier. So I think the whole sort of uh, schedule is, has changed. I think we're also seeing as well, airlines and operators are already putting on extra capacity going into next year and the year after because the demand is so high. And like you said, Steve, it's not like an infinite number of seats on the plane and hotel rooms. It, it is going to book up. Mm. And I think one thing that we maybe have forgotten is the people that maybe were, were going to travel last summer and didn't travel, they then moved it to next year so they've already sort of moved their holiday for next year which also will affect uh will, will affect um capacity and i think that's from a consumer advice point mm. of view. um it's not a sales gimmick when your travel agent tells you about limited availability absolutely um, it will actually be genuine uh, yeah. because they literally have already been rebooked yeah. where people are cancelled and rebooked or people right. are planning that far ahead yeah 
yeah, normally you'd come into January and you know, after Christmas, everyone would go, right, let's book a holiday. And it would be pretty much empty and with it, the, the hotels and the flights would be there to fill up. But, but now we're a little bit further down the track. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what else do we think is going to be trending destination wise, maybe? Um, we've got a few old favorites, Steve, that I've um, been looking at that, um, that are still going to be popular and, uh, Short Hall, Tenerife, Turkey, Mallorca are always firm family favourites. And we were talking to one of the main suppliers talking about one of the most popular summer trips is uh, two weeks, all inclusive, four or five star to those two or three destinations. And what I've seen is so next year is that families are going with other families. So it's bigger groups. So where you might just go on your own family with four or three or four, whatever, people are going with other families and multi-generational so they're taking the grandparents or what i call the babysitters taking the grandparents with them uh on a multi-generational trip so i'm seeing bigger booking well more people on bookings uh than than normal and what do you think destination wise lauren so i think egypt might be a big contender next year it's always been a firm favorite for me obviously it's great for scuba diving and things like that a great year-round destination but they've actually got a lot going on next year. So they're celebrating a century of independence and also a hundred years since Howard Carter discovered Tutankhamun's tomb. They've got a big new opening um, of a museum in Cairo as well. So I think that's gonna be one to watch and a popular one to go to. Egypt's always been a firm favorite for sort of luxury for less, isn't it? And it's not too, was it like four hours on a plane? Yeah, about four, yeah. It's. Yeah. It's a good alternative if, you know, if people aren't going to Dubai or Oman or, you know, Egypt can be a great value, fantastic for, for diving and snorkeling as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great for, for, you know, pyramids and all that type of thing as well. Yeah. And the heat's great as well. I went in March before and it was still mm. mid twenties. It was lovely over there. I actually went December a couple of years back, um, did a water sport sort of holiday over there. Amazing crystal clear sort of blue yeah. oceans luxury hotels and you know so easy to get to yeah so you've said egypt i reckon uh, australia is going to be massive yeah. in 2022 because it's been what two years since people yeah. from the uk have been able to go it was always one of those big destinations um and loads of people have got family over there so you just i think you're going to probably struggle to get seats yeah. on a plane because they're all going to be full in 2022 yeah. yeah you're absolutely right and i as soon and i'm i'm going back in 2023 and as soon as it's on sale i'm booking it because i know it'll be hard to get but it's a combination because it's uh what we call vfr visiting friends and relatives traffic but also it's also a bucket list and milestone destination and forms part of a lot of sort of around the world itineraries too so i think you're right it's you know, two years without any visitors uh i think it's going to be very busy and uh which is great. Brilliant. Any other trends, Dave? Um, I still, you know, going on this year, I think what I'm seeing is that I think villa holidays are, are also going to be popular. One of those reasons is that um, you get your own space. So if you are going on holiday and you don't really want to mix with lots of other people, having a villa holiday is, is a great way to travel because you can you can do what you like and stay in the villa and you'll have a pool with the villa because why wouldn't you? You'll have a pool with the villa. You can take, um, you know, go with other families or, or relatives as well. 
and um, stay in there as much or go out as, as much. And it also gives you a bit of freedom because you normally take a car when you have a villa holiday as well. So I see that um, being popular uh, trending next year, Steve. Yeah. Definitely. Lauren, any other trends you can see? I think not per se a particular destination, but I think the good old classic all-inclusive holidays are going to be popular as well. I think people want a week, 10 days, two weeks, everything done for them, food ready, lay by the pool um, and just have a bit of R&R. &R. So I think mm. they're going to be popular ones. Definitely. I reckon we'll see a trend also for activity holidays sort of fits in with what Dave was saying with the, mm. the bucket list, but not necessarily a bucket list, but just people wanting to do the the cycling, the uh, the water sports, the tennis type of things, because we are spending a lot more time cooped up inside these days. So I think we want to get out and uh, do a lot more activities. The other big thing that I reckon we'll see is uh, more focus on the environment, more mm. sort of uh, eco-friendly initiatives, not necessarily holidays where you're sort of um everything's totally environmentally friendly but i think that will definitely be more of an initiative but people being more conscious about the way that they book their travel um carbon offsetting type initiatives when they're booking and people just being more more conscious about how they book what they book where they go and the impact it has on the environment mm. I guess we're already seeing that within the sort of the travel that we see and a lot more people making those decisions, but I think it will become almost second nature to make sure yeah. that's part of what you do and how you choose it moving forward, as opposed to just um, book anything potentially. And I think also on the back of that, we're seeing travel to, I guess, more eco-friendly destinations, Costa Rica for one. Um, I'm seeing, you know, one of, somebody I know is out there right at this moment. And I think that's, you know, that is, um, we're seeing a lot of that as well. Good stuff. And so I'm going to end on one, which um, it's probably a natural one for us to talk about, but might not be natural for other people. But I reckon we will see a huge uh, swing towards more people booking through personal travel consultants rather than booking through websites mm -hmm. or going to the high street because there's so much more to think about these days. Mm -hmm. Not in a stressful way, but mm -hmm. people have questions. People want to get answers. People just want to know, how do I do this? How do I do that? Talk me through it because it feels like the world's moved on a little bit. Yeah tell me what I need to know type of things. Well, I think we'll see a lot more people choose the book of a, a travel consultant who's always at the end of the phone. And we see that a lot, don't we, in terms of yeah. just being able to ring, talk to my personal travel consultant when I, you know, if I got a question from resort or mm -hmm. on my way to the airport, what do I do type of thing? We, we've seen, we've seen that a massive increase in that. And not only um, more people booking with through a travel consultant, but what we've seen is, people were spending more money to get flexibility and to have that support as well. Um, we called it handholding, you know, before, during and after your trip. Um, so, you know, it's okay. Sometimes you can book online, maybe save a couple of quid, but it's only when you need to talk to somebody and at the moment, as you say, Steve, there's a lot to think about. And the phrase that I use is that, you know, a travel consultant will help you navigate through the ever-changing travel landscape and it can be a daily thing uh, they'll have their fingers on the pulse and they'll tell you exactly what you need to do um, so uh, definitely worth it and definitely will be a, a trend that will continue over the next few years i fully agree with you the way that we travel has changed it is different now and so i think having someone there to 
pick their brain, ask their questions. And for that reassurance as well, it's just something that, you know, you can't get online. Mm, definitely. And I have to say my final thought, I have traveled a few times over the last couple of months to different countries and it is actually easier than before. I know there's, there's paperwork and stuff, but mm. the, the people at the airports, the people in the resort, they're so helpful. And that just layers up. We're having, having your own personal travel consultant to help you and knowing that um, when you travel through the airports, yeah. it's like the airlines have all put on extra staff to help and talk you through everything. So it's easier than ever before. Yeah. There's one great phrase I heard the other day from a customer who worked with a travel agent. And they said that if they hadn't, they said it to them, they said, if I didn't have you, I wouldn't be going on holiday. And that's one of the best phrases I've heard over the last year or two. Brilliant. Right. I think that's pretty inspiring. Lots of great things to look forward to in 2022. In a future episode, we'll actually look at what is trending once we are in 2022 and we can see what people are booking. But that's our top tips for now. Thank you both very much for joining me today. If you like that and want to listen to any of our, of our previous episodes, check out our Facebook page, check out our website, look back at some of the previous episodes. You can find us on all major uh, podcasting platforms. There are lots and lots of different destinations and tips for travel. Check us out now and please also leave us a good five-star review to encourage more people to listen. Thanks for listening. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you like this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.